Welcome back to the Made for More podcast. I'm here with Josh. What is up? And uh, it's a lot of fun doing these podcasts. Yeah, we are. We are back. We are back. Okay, so this time around, we're actually going to end up asking one question mm-hmm. uh, from last week's sermon. So last week's sermon, we're kind of almost like a Venn diagram. We're taking a look at what love is mm-hmm. um, according to Scripture. And uh, this last Sunday, we took a little bit more of like an academic scientific approach, mm-hmm. uh, using it as evidence that the biblical way is the most accurate. Yeah. So we're using kind of modern tools to ratify the scripture. Um, and so we, we were talking about how like godly virtue is really objectively better for humanity. So like the virtues that we see in scripture are objectively better for humanity. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the message centered around this idea of, you know, being humble before the Lord, um, accepting his ways, his nature, his heart, his virtue. And so the questions that came were all about what happens when you really do accept godly virtue. Mm. And I, I pulled out two of them, and, and the questions really all kind of were the same. So I kind of bookended two. Uh, I won't say the names if you're yeah, listening to yeah. this, but one of one of the questions, so this came from an adult going, I get that we need to focus on godly-centered virtues. I mm-hmm. understand that. Um, and the more I see what they are, the more I realize my workplace does not line up with them. Mm. What do I do? Uh, and the second question, and then along with that, not just what do I do, but as I become more of that, he feels that dissonance right. between what godly virtues actually are right. and where his you know external daily yeah. world is not there. Right. Um, so that came from an adult talking right. about a workplace. And the question's kind of centered around this. Yeah. And then I'm, I grabbed an, an example from the other side of this. So this is from a teenager uh, in our church. Uh, and he says, you know, in modern video games, you know, and then listening to some video games, yeah. uh, it's becoming clear to me that the virtue and what's upheld in those video games mm-hmm. does not line up with, with the word of God. Right. What do I do? <laughs> right. So both of these people mm. are asking the exact same question. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. And and really, maybe the way to say it is uh, uh, what happens when you really are, I mean, to use kind of a classic word, revived right. to the way and nature and heart of, of God. What happens yeah. when you really become aware of that, to go with our series, the dissonance? Right. Um, so now all of a sudden, it's like God is waking you up mm. to what his way and nature actually yeah. is yeah. and how the world around you does not line up with that. Yeah. So those those big ideas honed all the way down into one question. It would be this, that insight. What happens when revival actually happens? <laughs> yeah. Like when yeah. a teenager actually encounters the virtues and ways and heart yeah. of God and he's awakened. Yeah. What actually happens with revival? Yeah. What actually happens with revival when an adult or in right. this case, a guy who's a leader at his workplace. I know right. who this is. Right. Um, I mean, he holds significant leadership position yeah. and he actually is beginning to have revival happen in his heart. What happens when real revival actually comes? Yeah. Yeah, man. It, some of what you're saying makes me think of like, you, whether it's a young person or, uh, a person who's experienced in their work for a long time, just the veil getting lifted or torn of like what this video game is standing for 
or what my workplace, what the ultimate value system is here. You know, the veil's getting lifted. So we're, we're seeing like, man, this is, this is not good. Or we're seeing like, this is not having a good effect effect on me. Yeah. Like either way. And so number one, I feel like that is a wonderful, like part of God's renewal is he's revealing to us. It makes me think of Isaiah six. We talked about a little earlier. Man of unclean lips. Yeah. Yes. So Isaiah six, like uh, Isaiah has this vision in the year King as I died, I saw the Lord seated on the throne. So he sees God. And one of the first realizations is, he says, woe is me, or some people translate it, I am annihilated, I'm right. undone, yep. because I've seen the Lord, and I realize, he realizes, I'm a man of unclean lips, yeah. and I dwell among a people of unclean lips. So right. I'm unclean, and everybody around me is unclean too. Yeah. And he's like, but I see God, and he is holy. Yeah. And so like, what you're describing, whether it's a young person or an older person, is, is this encounter or realization of like who god is is not like this yeah and that's a disruptive grace and a beautiful thing right and and we all the way through the bible um revival at its very base form is seeing truth that's right yeah who is god yeah that's right it, the <laughs> ultimate truth yeah. Um, is it is it Tozer that says that you know what we think about God is the most important thing? Is the about most us. important what comes into our us. mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. That's right. And so, yeah. like, w- without a doubt, and what's ha- what's happening? I'm reading this in the paper. Yeah. What's happening to our people as I read through the prayer requests yeah. and I read through the decision cards and even the questions that came in is there is a veil that is being pulled back, right. and from teenagers yeah. to powerful yeah corporate leaders yeah all of a sudden people are going oh oh man yeah like i am a man of unclean lips right you know right. Uh, and so for right. a teenager yes to write that yes and to go whoa i, I love what yes. what doesn't honor god yes yeah it, the first thing i think we should acknowledge in that is like Though some may feel shame in that moment or something bad, this is a beautiful thing. Because yeah. even if you think of the actual veil being torn in the temple, this is Jesus dying. The veil is torn, and it's an invitation to come deeper into the presence of God. That's right. Man, it is a, it's a scene. And so I, I do think that—and and we, really, we ought to really hone in on the importance and celebration of those moments when you— when it's like yeah. you see yes. the heart of God. Yes. And for some people in our congregation, uh, it's it's like the Venn diagram. It's it's a combination of right. all these things that God yes. gets right in you. And yeah. when it comes together, you have that that yes. spirit-led, only God can yeah. do it, aha moment yeah. where you go, that's true beauty. Yes. And yeah. I am in dissonance to it. Yeah, yeah. And my people around me in this this culture these things are not yeah they're not right that's right yeah so let, let's pause on that and let's just ask uh, maybe a sub question then mm-hmm. what is and isn't revival right so like um right. revival is a scene yeah. um revival is the opposite of of pride right right so revival always right. coincides with massive humility yeah um and, and I do, I do wonder, and, and I, I, I want to just take a second to talk yeah. about. I do wonder if a lot of people in our modern day and age uh, equate revival directly with something that's very emotional. 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's not wrong. Yeah. I, I do think that yep. that true heartfelt emotion yeah. is a part of it. Yeah. Um, but it's not you, less than that. It's not less than but that. It's more. It's more. <laughs> and so, like you, it's not pure emotion. So if you go to a, right. a Beatles concert or a yeah. country concert yeah. and you're really moved by a song and it touches your <laughs> yeah. heart and you cry a little yeah. bit and, or a Hallmark movie, that may be movie, real worship, just not worship of Jesus. <laughs> that's right. And so, and, and I think even in our modern churches in the West. Um, we work to pursue emotional moments. Right. Not that that's bad, no. but we work to pursue emotional moments rather than first working to pursue yeah. clarity of who God right. is. Right. And real revival is yeah. not merely emotion. Yeah. It is right seeing. Yes. Yeah. Whenever I like, I, I get the opportunity to mentor a lot of worship leaders at you know IWU and at a, at different universities and places. And one of the things I always try to say, I try not to ever demean emotion because it's a beautiful it is. thing that God has given us, but it it really isn't the end all. So I, the way I say it is like there are so many different responses to the presence of God. So somebody might, you know, really encounter God and respond very emotionally, or they might respond in kind of a weird way, like during some revivals, you know, people would laugh or like cry or kneel or not be able to yeah. move or talk or whatever. Just there's all kinds of different responses to God's presence, but that's not really the marker, the type of response the marker is kind of what happens in the person's life and heart. Yeah. So like love is a marker, forgiveness and reconciliation. When they talk about revivals in history, uh, one of the things we were talking about earlier, yeah. at Ridge Cane there was a revival. It's I think it's in Kentucky. Yep, that's right. And uh, there's a chapel that they still have there, and they used to have these like lofts, kind of like different balconies with separate entrances, and that's where slaves would enter you know, into the, the meeting. When they had a revival— they tore those out. That's right. And the people released their slaves. That's like right. Like in the community, when they had a revival at Asbury, you know, early, I think maybe 19, or uh, early 20th century, something like that, they um, uh, maybe 80 years ago, 60 years ago, I don't know, I'm not good yeah. with history, but when they had a revival, yep, that's they, right. they talk about um, the reconciliation that happened in the community. There was yeah. so much forgiveness and healing of People who had, uh, you know, wrongs against each other, people who were upset with one another, bitter towards one another, they forgave. That's right. That revival will not bolster your pride. It'll right. destroy it. Yeah. Um, revival, tear down pride in your yeah. heart, not bolster it. Yeah. Um, and, and like, a, I think to, even in the, the, the cohort that I'm a part of, the doctoral cohort, we have uh, Christian, brilliant Christian leaders from around the world. Mm-hmm. And um, and I'm going to share some of this in a sermon coming up, but uh, Bohome, one of our, if you ever listened to this man, I love you, brother, <laughs> your insight into God. He's from the Congo and they yeah. are having, they're having revival break out in some places like yeah. in underground Praise churches God. in China yeah. and sub-Saharan Africa. Yeah. And I mean, there is real revival. I mean, yeah. current day miraculous Absolutely. stories of worship services happening yeah. and rainstorms coming through and literally splitting and wrapping around the oh, worship yeah. services. Um, you know, like the whole storm comes through. He's like yeah. standing in the congregation, no rain, walk yeah. outside, rain. I mean, just yeah. as it parts and goes through. And he talks about with revival happening, um, people from other churches and ministries come and participate in it, but they don't abandon their, right? They, they want to take the revival back to their homes yes. and change their worlds. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, and so yeah. it is the churches reconciling with each other. 
Yes, you know, the Christians reconciling with each other. Yes, and I think it's good to note that isn't they just, you know, decided that they wanted to do that, but that's the nature of a move of God. Yeah, that is the nature of it is that you you have to pass it on. You know, it is come to you and and you, you know, take it on to others. That's That's what it looks like when you meet with God. Kind of evangelism. They used to say, when you find prayer in the church, you get the city. Yeah. Because when you really encounter God, your heart... Yeah. Moves towards others. Right. Yep. There's only one. And like, what will you see in revival? The, the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. I mean, like it's yeah. made love. manifest. Yeah. Love is made manifest. Um, you know, you, your pride will not be bolstered. It'll be right. tore. It'll yeah. be tore down. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do think again, back to the, what is revival? If you go to a really great Hillsong worship event yeah and you're moved by god and it's really emotional yeah. touches your heart that's amazing yeah but that's not the same thing as being undone i mean where you you are i i see clearly the dissonance in my heart yeah. i'm a man of unclean lips yeah um i see the beauty of god yeah. and i see how far yeah. i am for it and in humility i am making things right i'm yes. seeking out forgiveness yeah. i'm i'm laying my pride down i am wanting to take this back to my family yeah. to my church to my community yeah um i am like revival may be the opposite of feel good at times right until you feel even better yeah and i know what you're saying is like that could happen at a concert and you that could definitely it happen absolutely you know, could. as you're worshiping and for sure that that might uh, be the case but i know what you're saying is like just having a good feel good time yeah. of singing and and even shedding some tears is not the extent right yeah that's right and um the other side of this too is real revival will take you to the awareness of the dissonance, but it'll take you through the dissonance to alignment yeah, with yeah. God. So like even the scripture says, even the demons believe and tremble. Right. So like you can see the dissonance, you can sit in the congregation and go, whoa, my life is off here right? and God is over here mm-hmm. and there's dissonance between the two, Yeah. but you haven't truly stepped into a heart revived yeah. Until you work to move towards alignment. Yeah, yeah. Um, Participation with God. You have yeah, to do that. Absolutely. That's yep. part of it. The only way, my dad used to say this, like there's a, a Greek uh, way of saying it where it's like a imperative or a command is from a superior yeah. to an inferior. Yeah, yeah. The only way we can be in relationship with God is submission because he is in charge of us. Yeah. We cannot have relationship with him yeah. in rebellion. Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah. So the only way when he reveals himself to us, only a heart that says, yes, Lord, yeah, you know, is the only way we can really be in relationship. Man. And so the, I, there is, I think there is an a, a obedience part of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. The coming Submission. line, I totally agree. And the imperative is right in the Greek. That's totally true. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I do wonder, as I read through each of these, I love, I love that there is a scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah. from powerful leaders in the church, I mean, in the community yeah, yeah, that yeah. attend our church, yeah. to teenagers, yeah, um, and they they want they want to know yeah what's next yeah I now see the dissonance yeah yeah what do I do now yeah man I think I mean I'm still really young so I I don't have a ton of experience in you know, all of this stuff but I would say f- for me the more I get to know God and I get to know the Spirit of God. Um, I think of that verse, my sheep know my voice. Yeah. You know, the more I get to know God's voice and his spirit, 
the more I realize there are things I can't do, yeah. I can't participate in, places I can't go, you know, to stay listening to him and to stay abiding, to use a church word, right. or like living or dwelling with him. There's like even paces of life, like frenetic. I, yeah. I can't live with God and listen to him and, and stay in step with him if I'm just, you know, freaking out or... right. Um, yeah, so there are things that you do and you not, don't do. That's right. Um, to live with God and right. stay with God. Well, and we know. I mean, first remove the plank in your own eye before you touch right. your brothers. We, all through church history, there has been this inward out deal. Yeah. So when we hit revival, if you walk out of revival and you think, "I'm amazing," yeah, and my business needs these to change, <laughs> right? Uh, it, it's I. I at least from the evidence yeah. we see from the scripture yeah. and Isaiah is a great starting place for that, but all the way through, I mean, mm-hmm. the selecting of the disciples, um, right. you know, the, the calling the lady, a dog, the scraps for the dog. I mean, all the way through there is this, of course, there's a whole lot of complexity. Right, that, right, which I don't right. have time to go into at the moment, <laughs> but it, there's all of these pieces that point mm-hmm. to posture of my own yeah. heart, posture of my own heart. Right. And so I do think the beginning place of this is instead of poking at all right. the external systems, they don't get this right. They don't do, I yeah. mean, you literally begin, me. woe was me. Yeah. Um, and what yeah. do I need to do in my own heart to come yeah. in alignment with God? Yeah. And I think in our modern hyper busy world, it may be an omission commitment. Right. Like I'm going to stop yeah. making soccer on Sundays yeah. more important yeah. than yeah. whatever. I mean, yeah. I, I'm using that yeah. as, a, as an example. Because you want to be with God. And you feel, you feel feel you feel i mean the spirit is speaking to you and you're seeing the dissonance um and you're not justifying it away you're not blaming other people in your own life in your own heart yeah you are leaning into harmony with god yeah and and i think the enemy would tell us that's legalism it's really not that's an act of love that's right and it it makes me think of that whole uh, parable about like the kingdom of God is like this, you know, pearl of great prize hid in this field. And when right. he found it, he sold everything he had yeah. to buy that field. Like yeah. it's worth it. Yeah. And the metaphor in scripture, you know, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. This whole idea where Jesus calls us to come into when we lock ourselves onto him, mm. it sets us free from the expectations of everything else. Yeah. Right. Yep. So now your random kids as soccer coach, yeah. your other kids as basketball coach, yeah. uh, your neighbors next door, uh, the swim team, mm. uh, the basketball game that you yeah. want to go to, the Colts football game that you'd like to attend. Yeah. Instead of all of them trying to please all of those other yes. people, when you hitch yes. to God as the primary driver, all of those things lose the right to control your heart. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so submitting to God is being set free from the endless onslaught deluge of all of the other expectations be a port upon you and so one of the joyous things about revival because it begins i am a man of unclean lips one of the joyous things about revival is it is uh an oh man woe is me i have dissonance with god and as you make god truly lord of your life you are being unchained from the countless other burdens and weight and favor and people pleasing and yeah all of these other things that are apart that yeah. have locked onto you, you begin to clip yeah. all those chains and you, you, uh, you, you lock in with, yeah. with harmony with God. Yes. And, and th- this is not a, a statement anybody should, you know, feel any shame from, but I think it's wise to acknowledge that many of us like don't know the spirit of God. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. just like don't don't know him or don't give him um, authority in our lives. And and that's I almost said that's okay. That's not okay, but it's okay to recognize that. Yeah, and then to say. God, I want to be ruled by your spirit. Yeah. I want to be led by your spirit. And those are, Steve Deneff talks about this. There's there's only two categories here. There isn't, you know, progressive and conservative and all these categories we make. There's only two. There's flesh and spirit. And it's like, we want to be the people who are led by the spirit. Yeah. Who listen to him and who submit to him. That's right. And man, uh, there's no other way. Right. And as you walk with him, like speaking of the video game or different things, the Spirit is going to te- remind you of the things of Jesus and teach you new things. That's what it says in Romans. That's right. And I know uh, for me, I remember even in my own home, like with my getting married uh, in my own home with my wife, I remember we went to a movie once. I don't even remember what the movie was. Yeah. And I'm watching it. I'm going, man, you know, as God's working in my heart, yeah. I'm becoming aware of the dissonance. Yep. I don't even remember. What, but we were at a theater and my my wife stood up and she was like, this isn't, this isn't right. And she walked out of the theater and it was like all of a sudden I was given permission, which is funny because usually I'd be the one to be more, but she definitely led the way in this. And, uh, it's like all of a sudden I was given permission to say, I am not a chain to, I mean, like I'm aware that this doesn't glorify God and I can be an active agent to say no and to step into something that's harmonious with God. Um, Another thing that hit me, I I was talking with uh, some people from our community and they were talking about just they're exhausted and their kids have countless sports and they don't have time for anything and they're so busy. And we were driving home, my wife and I, after a conversation and she she was like, you know, I almost feel ashamed to say I don't feel overwhelmed. Right. I mean, there are days yeah. and seasons coming out of my cohort. <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. But there are days and seasons like I don't, I don't, I don't feel overwhelmed, but I feel, almost yes. feel like it's wrong for me to say that. Right. Because our culture is overwhelmed and drowning. That's right. You know, and, yeah. uh, and, and I was like, man, honey, you know, what would it be like for us to raise our hands and go, yeah, I am not exhausted. And I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. And then the question is, how do we get there? I get there because Sabbath rest Yep. is more important than my kid's coach. Yep, yep. God can do more with my rest, you know, than all the control and work in the world. That's right. And is not rest trusting that God can work when That's I'm right. not? Yes, yeah. And it's an invitation really to intimacy. That's yeah. the whole thing is he gives us these moments to remind us, I'm actually in charge. I'm actually doing this, not you. Yeah, Man. And that takes all the weight off for us to have to do it, us How, to have to control it. That's right. And so the freedom, the hard part of revival is seeing the dissonance. Right. The freedom of revival is you actually do human life in alignment with the one who made humans. Yes. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> it's so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> It's so much better. easy as burden is light. That's right. Yeah. There is that yeah. alignment. And yeah. so, and then from, from that internal yeah. thing, from that internal awareness and alignment with him, then it begins to naturally spill out yeah. in everything else. Yeah. You go home and you are going, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to have open yeah. internet and availability right. to porn. I'm right. not right. going to watch these videos or yeah, go to holy structures in place. That's right. Yeah. To keep you walking with God and, and in tune with his spirit. Right. If you read the, the new Testament specifically, like with this mindset, it's everywhere. Paul's giving us instructions on how to live with God and how to like be sourced by him and him 
learn his voice. There, there is like a, a learning That's right. and a sensitivity to like hearing what he's saying, listening to his nudges. And even I would say practically a, a, a thing you can do is quick obedience. So when he nudges you, just do it and see where that leads you. Because we do think in the beginning, as you're hearing these nudges, whether it's for evangelism or right. holiness, for not doing something, for doing something, we hear a nudge and we're like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I should do that. Yep. So like learning that reaction of like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And seeing where that takes you is, is a beautiful journey. Yeah, man. I just, I think of that. I mean, the, all of these calls from revival or calls to revival. You know, if my people call by my name, will humble themselves yeah. and pray and seek my yeah. face and turn from their wicked ways. And then ultimately what happens is heal their land. And yeah. to Hebrew people at that time in history, yeah. uh, the land was the source of all life and rhythm. Right. I work my field oh, less busy yes. when the rain is coming and it's healthy and everything yes. is right. And I work my field less on my Sabbath because I'm trusting God to work when I cannot. And I yes. like everything begins to come into harmony yep. when we submit to the ways of God. Yep. And so I do think to this uh, older adult who is a significant leader in his, yeah. in his organization. And I think to the young teenager who is trying to figure out all of a sudden aware of yeah. some of this dissonance. Um, the truth is in your own heart, I mean, instead of spending time condemning your workplace right. or condemning video game makers, there may be a time and a right. place for more work on that later right. in your own heart with what God has given you the capacity to steward. Mm. You bring the fruit of the spirit. Yeah. Live, live by a different value system. You do. Yeah. If it costs you, if your honesty in a sale is going to cost you a level of profit yeah. So you lose money profit, but you yeah. gain honor the Lord. Yeah, and we remember he, God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the psalmist said. That's right. He owns all wealth. Why would that matter to us? That's right. Uh, and, and, and the same thing with video games. There are some video games that are probably fine to play. Right. Uh, and there are some video games you may need to throw out. Yeah, and, and you will sense the difference as you learn to discern the voice of the Spirit. That's right. And Because revival is not just a moment. It's mm -hmm. a road. Yeah. Um, it is a seed that's planted. It will grow yeah. and it'll yeah. continue to impact and change yeah. everything else. I would love to read just Go. this kind of overarching view of what awakening is. And there's an organization called Seedbed. They produce resources out of Asbury. And they, they said this, awakening results from and leads to the renewal of the church, evangelization of a generation, deep wholeness in people, and the transformation of society. So like when God really gets control of yeah. people, of a community, of a D group, of a small yeah. group, of um, a church, it results in that church being renewed, yeah. the places around the church. Evangelism, it yeah. will result in evangelism. It results in wholeness and yeah. healing in people and then a society around that being transformed. Yeah. And yeah. that can even be us, you know, That's our right. church, our communities being transformed by God's spirit. Man, and I, I, I do, and I think you're right. The way to sum this up is pray that God would reveal the dissonance. Yeah, yeah. And then align yourself yep. with Christ. And maybe there are people who are listening to this right now, and they're, the Holy Spirit's using it to show them that they need to listen to the voice of the Spirit or learn to do that. I mean, what if we take a second and do you want to just pray for them yeah. who are listening to it and wanting to know the spirit yeah. and recognizing maybe they don't? Uh, yes. And theology of the church, yep. the theology of the church, you are not saved in a vacuum. 
Right. You are saved in a community for a community. That's right. And so as you are learning to in- interpret the prompts of your heart, yeah. um, Thomas Merton, am I leaning into my own pride? Yes. Or am I leaning into... You have to have other people. You have to have other people. Yes. And so if God is speaking to you and you're like, man, I feel like I need to quit this or start right. this and I feel the dissonance, but yeah. I'm not sure... Please seek out yes. Christian community. Yeah. Um, we, one more of those, because this is really good. I yeah. love that you said that. Uh, the Catholic Church, they taught, and they rightly taught, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of intimacy between people. Yeah. So it, he is, it is the binding between people. And so where there is love and where there is unity, like right. that is the voice of the Spirit. So it is with other people that we are sure what God is saying. That's it's right. It's with other people that we recognize, discern, and learn to actually know what is God's voice. We we don't do it alone. Yeah. And I mean, Hebrews 1.1, 1, 1, in the latter days he spoke to the prophets, and, or in the former days he spoke to yeah. the prophets, and these latter days speaks through Jesus. Yeah. And so we know that whatever you feel prompted in your heart, it must be. That's right. In harmony with Jesus. Yes. His words, yeah. his nature, his heart, it must be in harmony with him. Yeah. Uh, if you feel God prompting you in a way, um, you know, run off with the secretary, leave your family, <laughs> yeah, whatever, that's right? that's right. That's not of the Lord. Yeah, and and that means we need to continue learning what actually is God's voice. That's right. And that's okay. Your your conscience has to be educated. Our understanding of um, God's voice has to be educated. And that's a process we learn in community, in the community that God gave us, the church. That's right. Oh, that's good. Lord, I just pray in your name for these, the two bookends that I chose, but all of the others that align with Mm -hmm. this idea of people that are beginning to really see the dissonance between their own life activities Mm -hmm. and the kingdom of God. Um, And I pray that your spirit would speak in those hearts, that you would give them glorious, aha, humble moments where they see you, um, woe is me, I am a man of unclean Mm -hmm. lips, where they see the glory of the Lord opened up um, in worship services. I pray it over our church and over the church, not just our church, but other churches. I pray for grace in our community. I pray for, uh, you know, Trader's Point. I pray for other churches in our area that are are following you. I I pray, God, for Genesis, and I pray for Mm -hmm. um, all of these, uh, Waterline, all of them, God. I pray that in your church, your whole bride, that you would reveal yourself, that you would move in significant ways. Um, And God, then I just ask um, that you would prompt hearts and it starts inward out. I am a man of unclean lips. Remove the, the, in my own eye, the plank in my own eye. You, you start inward out. I, you, I am humble. God, make me humble. Help me to seek forgiveness. Help me to be able to move, not in a selfish way, but in a right alignment way. We can't honor you corporately until we honor you internally. Yeah. Um, it's hard to do that. So God, I would just pray for humility. I pray for humility. I pray for humility. Um, and God, I pray that your spirit would prompt in ways that it only can. And I yes. pray that our people would respond to that. Um, God, let your truth and ways actually manifest mm-hmm. in the world around us. In your name, amen. Amen. Hey, I love you all. I love that you're a part of the church. These are great questions about yeah. revival, um, seeing godly virtue as it stands in contrast to worldly virtues. 
Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful week and uh, make sure to stay locked onto the podcast and join in this next Sunday as we continue to teach and then uh, filter through that teaching. What does it mean to us through the questions? Yep. Uh, and if you're not engaged in a Sunday morning service, you know, come and yeah. you can ask questions, join a community because like, like you were saying that's earlier, right. this is a great way for us to just keep talking about this. And that's how the work of the spirit and, you know, revival comes to us is um, we learn who God is and what his purpose for our life in community as we walk together. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, we want revival, meaning I want you unchained. I want you set free from the slavery yeah. Yeah. of the countless other slave masters yep. of the enemy that work to control you. I want you to be able to say, no, I, I can walk yes. in peace. Yep. Um, all right. I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks, Josh. All right, we'll see you next week.